stories of the street. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. As we meet new people and discover new places around the world, we encounter countless stories that we feel need to be told. This is one of these stories. I'm Eric. I work at a cafe here, Montreal. Um, I've been in the city for like five years. Went to McGill, did philosophy as an undergrad. So I knew Eric last year, or I saw him he at the coffee shop. He could interact with me, yeah. A few times with our friend Steph. And I always knew Eric as the really cynical guy who works behind the counter. And it wasn't until this year, I think, that I actually talked to you. But then I saw you at a car seat headdress concert, and you loved them so much. And I saw another side of Eric. How did you know Steph? When I was friends with um, a person named Jacob, he invited me to his um, improv recital, or I don't know if it's a recital, it's something. And mm-hmm. I had seen Steph there. I think she won. I don't remember. Also, I don't know how it works. <laughs> anyway, uh, then she like came into the cafe, and I was like, hey, you did that thing. That was cool. And she, she like kept trying to invite me to more of them. Yeah. Um, she probably thought you were an improv enthusiast. She probably thought that. That's the only improv show that I've like ever been to, so let it be known. Yeah, I guess I just would talk to Steph, and she would invite me to these things, and I would very cynically say no, <laughs> or maybe be like ambiguous about it. Yeah, I wanted this job specifically in order to make meaningful connections with customers and like people. I just thought I'd have like a lot of interesting conversation. I don't know. I really wanted to grapple with customers on like how they feel about different things. There's like a few, I've got like 10 amazing customers and they're like really wonderful people. Uh, I don't really feel that vulnerable. Like when I'm interacting with customers, I'll sort of just tell them anything. Cause like if they don't come back tough luck, like it was, I just don't care. So I think that the connections that I make are like, because I'm like trying to authentically be who I am. When people like ask me if I'm doing well or not, I think they want to hear that I'm like doing good and then just move on to the next thing. But a lot of times I'll just be like, man, I'm doing awful today. And I think that's with the right people that it makes something happen. It's a little, I'd say the one downside, like I do initiate a lot of conversations when I like someone. It's kind of like a double-edged sword because some days I'll just be at work and I don't want to be there and they'll like come up to me and want to engage with me. I mean, I don't want to give them like a, like I'll be honest with them, but I feel like it's. It's, it's always tricky when like you're at work and you're in a bad mood and they're like coming into the cafe and they're like excited to like, see you or talk to you or something and it's like, ah, sorry about today, but yeah. yeah. Do you get any weird requests from people? I mean, I get stupid orders that like people shouldn't come and ask me for, I guess. Like one time this lady saw that the price of an extra shot of espresso added to a drink was like a dollar less than that of just a shot of espresso. And she was like, I just want the side espresso and I want a, the side of milk. And I was like, you can't order this. Like, you, you, That's not how it works. And she's like, it's way cheaper, though. I want just oh. can't you just add the side espresso for two thirty, and then the misto of it for 70 cents? And I'm like, no, I fully can't. And also, this is like a 50 cent difference. Why are you making me try to do this for you? Like, I can't there aren't even the buttons in the system. I don't know. I just, at the end, I was like, just give me some amount of money and I'll give you whatever it is you're trying to ask me for. Because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Like, I, there's <laughs> only, I can only say no to people so many times. Do a lot of people bring their own things for you to make? Because I was in Starbucks the other day and someone had two things of almond milk that they pulled out of their backpack 
that looked really heavy, but they just brought it so the baristas there could make their coffee with it. I tell people they can bring anything they want, like with at least like the people that I like, like I'll I'll just do whatever they want for them. I don't really have any qualms about it. With like 99% of customers, it's a pretty superficial interaction. Mm-hmm. They're just people. I don't even know why they come into the cafe. Like they just shouldn't bother. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know. They should go to a, like a dispenser or something and get some coffee from it. Cause they like don't, they aren't interested in good coffee. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's apparent. Like I really think that in a specialty coffee shop, it's not like you're going to a Starbucks or something. Like people come in and they want like a vanilla latte. And I'm like, man, you're in the wrong place. And like, I just don't want to even make your coffee for you. What are your relations with the coworkers like? Uh, this is my first coffee shop job. I really wanted to be a barista. It seemed super like artisanal and people behind the bar are so mysterious and cool in like a way that's kind of inexplicable. My relationship with them is pretty great. I generally open with one person. Opening with her is a real treat. Whenever I have to open with my boss, I sit on my bed for like a few minutes and I'm like, do I do it today? Do I like not go? What do I do? But with my other coworkers, I wouldn't show up to work if I didn't have such great coworkers, honestly. It depends on how jaded your attitude is almost. Like I can't be around someone who's too fresh, too green, into the whole coffee thing, love serving customers, um, <laughs> you know, giving everyone this silver lining kind of outlook. And most of my coworkers um, have pretty much, at least I've tried to pull them into this state of... Uh, cynicism with me which is really fun <laughs> and how many hours do you work there per week i work 30 hours a week which is it seems like not a lot but it's like a lot of yeah time i have to wake up at six and then i'm off at one kind of thing what do you do in the rest of your time normally uh a lot of times i like got really into the tinder game for a bit and so now I've, i like started seeing all these people how and so that's that? what i do sometimes it's fine i just do like a lot of chatting I make zero moves. I'll just like talk in a space until like, like who cares? I don't know. I'm not out here trying to to get anything. Like I just don't. I have no like expectations, which is really awkward in a way. And then sometimes I'll just like leave, and we'll leave and chat. Maybe I'll go on a date that's like fine, and they're like, "This was good. Can I ask to see you again sometime?" And I'll be like, "Yeah," even though what I want to say is. No, and that's just the way it is. I'm just really bad at interacting with people in a way that I feel like would hurt their feelings or something. So, so this, you'd go see them again? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing anything else. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just like create problems for a future me. And then that's where we're at. Hmm. I think that in, in my past experiences what my expectations were was that I would just develop a crush on someone kind of strongly and that would be enough for me to want to pursue them but it just didn't really happen so now I'm just this really passive person and I've never dated before Mm -hmm. I've always just sort of hung out with a friend or something that things were clicking and like started to to work out in like a really romantic way so I'm really new to dating and I don't know what people are expecting. I just don't know how it works at all. I don't know if you're supposed to see someone until you want to be in a relationship with them. Like, it's so weird to me. But that's what I think it is. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you have a type? I, For girls, I have like a type for sure. I realized sort of like while I was on Tinder, 
it just like came to me. I was like, oh my God, all of my, (laughs) (laughs) it's so on the first Tinder date I went on, this girl like asked me, she's like, so what's your type? And I was like, man, I don't have a type. Cause like I've had, I've had like a, a slew of like, not a slew. That's the wrong, that's a weird word. (laughs) I've had not a pile. Like (laughs) these are the wrong words to describe people or like groups of them. I've had a, like a diverse series of people. Um, they don't look anything alike except for one factor, and that's they've all had glasses. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was on Tinder, and bad I realized vision. I was like, "Yeah, bad vision is my thing." <laughs> I guess like I'm just really into glasses. I give people free passes on Tinder, like <laughs> when I when they've got the glasses on. So that's definitely my thing. Like at least with girls, and then with guys, it's like really weird. Really, I'm really picky in like a way that's I, I have no idea what it could be. Like I'll just see someone and be like, "Oh yeah, okay," and there's a couple. People who come to the cafe and I want to give them my number. I want more people to ask me out at the coffee shop. This is the okay. only reason I work there. Like, <laughs> I just want this validation. Come on. I, yeah. I got a phone number the other day, but not even from the person themselves. This regular customer comes in and I know she has a friend who's a regular customer and I know, I know what he looks like, but he didn't give me his number. His friend gave me his number, but I have his number. Maybe I'll text him. We'll see. There's one person that I've seen. She gave me her number like a long time ago in the cafe. Mm-hmm. And she actually, when she gave it to me, my girlfriend at the time was one meter away. <sighs> and we all kind of had a giggle about that. And my girlfriend got really jealous. But since we broke up because she moved to LA and this girl came back into the cafe and I was like, hey, here's my number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's chill. People are really nice and like fun to spend time with but it's hard to have this interaction where you're like just getting to know people again and again yeah but it's it's almost something that i have to do just because also my friends are gone and all my coworkers are new Mm -hmm. so i'm still like trying to find it's like living in a new city like i've started a new life the only thing that's the same is that my job is the same Mm -hmm. Um, but but not even with totally new coworkers, Mm -hmm. right so really i have this totally new life which is hard Mm -hmm. yeah can you talk a little bit about the union? Because I think some people would be interested in hearing about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, one of our coworkers back in the day, she just went to this IWW, which is International Workers of the World, seminar on how to unionize a workplace. And she came back and she, she started doing it. I, I can't even... <laughs> what? <laughs> Who does this? You know, she just started following all the steps and got under all of our skin. She's like, hey, don't you think we should be paid more? Don't you think... You don't you think that this is like bullshit? Like what <laughs> isn't it like shitty how like this and this and she just got everyone riled up and then she's like, We should unionize, we can we can do it, we can do anything and and we just started going for it. And initially we really just went to our boss and we said, like, hey, we want more transparency, we want to work with you on this stuff. We didn't even mention that we wanted like higher wages or anything. Um, it was honestly all gonna be about making the cafe just a better, more efficient place for our boss like it would have saved him a lot of money and he would be making more now if he followed through on anything but uh he just got really combative and took it really personally in the end we got a little more money per hour i mean i make 14 dollars an hour now plus tips whereas the minimum wage in montreal is 12 or something and we also got three sick days a year but yeah we just went we went through the series of like meetings with our boss and we were talking about all this stuff it was it was really, it was wild. At the next meeting, they came back to us with this other document, and it basically had two columns. 
about what they expected of a worker and they were like do's and don'ts and the do's column was shaded in green lightly and the don'ts was shaded in red (laughs) and like I don't remember all of the columns and all the stupid things that were in there all that I remember was in the don'ts column it was like don't partake in sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) like uh, it's yeah in the end it, it just became like a really negative mess my manager at the time quit because you know fuck the place it's a great (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just like things got really tense and like people wanted to leave my coworker who unionized everything started going to school at uh london what is it lse london school of economics Mm -hmm. doing her masters and are the workers now into like are you still actively talking about the union we had a meeting last week that went really well. It's just so fun. I don't know. We just go to someone's house and like complain about our boss. Yeah. And talk about <laughs> sort of some serious stuff. There's no, I don't have any plans to, to really like fight for more money or anything right now, but it's important to be on top of what we're doing just in case our boss tries to fire someone for some garbage reason or tries to take away our money or doesn't want to pay us our, our sick days or something having that sort of feeling of like working for this person or like doing what he wants me to do which is honestly just isn't always the best flavor or or the most efficient way to do things or the most painless way for my body to do something um, because there's a lot of repetitive motion Mm -hmm. yeah but it seems like when he's not there you guys are more passionate even your co-worker makes kombucha on the side and you guys seem to be more experimental with the coffee even with the music and the atmosphere in general Yeah, I think that when our boss isn't around or like when we don't have to think about our boss coming in, we play pretty fast and loose. It's it really is like our cafe when our boss isn't there or isn't going to come in. I really want to find a new job, actually. I don't know what to do. A couple. No, I can't do the same thing. That'd be I can't. That would be like a lateral move and I can't make that. I need to do something that's going to move me kind of forward. And I'm also, next year, I might attend Concordia for another undergraduate degree. In philosophy? No, I can't do another degree in philosophy. <laughs> I applied for it and I didn't realize. They just, like, sent me an email that was like, you can't do this. You already have the degree. Your application for this was canceled. But it would be in women's studies and then maybe do a master's after. That's a big maybe. But I think it would be fun. I'm just, like, I'm so bored right now. Are you going to stay in Montreal? <sighs> Toronto's pretty hype. It's changed a lot recently. There's been a lot of recent gentrification and a lot of food prices have kind of gone up but just because the city is so much bigger there's a lot more options for a lot more things and I think culturally Toronto is a little more hmm diverse maybe yeah diverse is the right word yeah I mean my roommate had expressed this to me when he wanted to leave and I was like well why like, why, why did he want to go back to Toronto kind of thing? And, like, he was just... He told me, like, straight up he felt marginalized here, like, as someone who obviously Asian. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the way that people would look at him or interact with him here as compared with in Toronto, there's not really the same kind of understanding that people have of, like, Asian cultures here. And I get it. I mean, being from Vancouver, like, I didn't even give it like, a second thought, but right. it's... Yeah, the access that he has specifically to, I guess, things that make him feel at home in his culture, like, even though he's from Toronto, like, he was born there and everything, just being able to feel comfortable kind of in your skin, 
was a lot harder for him here or like around friend groups if he was hanging out with another asian friend people would just look at him like oh those two like asian people even though they're fully just like canadian folk don't really speak a second language like they're just doing their thing living their life like normal people but in montreal it's harder why do you think that is I mean, I don't want to paint any pictures. I think that there's some just different cultural expectations in Montreal as compared with Toronto. There's just isn't that sort of space for people of Asian cultures. I think they just end up in Toronto and Vancouver. Right. It's like easier, maybe. And my my coworker actually like brought it up one time. She was like, Eric, why do you think everyone who's here just speaks English to me instead of French? Like, what do you think that is? And I was like, it's because you look Asian. And they don't think you can speak French. And I th- I just really think that's the case. Like, if you're not white, people think you're not French or you're not from here. Like, people are racialized culturally. There's definitely, like, a like a presentation thing. People just expect you more to be from here if you are white. Even though, yeah, she was fully born here. Like, francophone, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people will get mad at us if we don't ask specific coffee questions. Are there any easy tips you could give regular people about how to improve their coffee game? I don't know. Drink black coffee every once in a while. Have a coffee drink with like as little milk as possible. Cappuccino, cortado kind of thing. Macchiatos are garbage. Don't go for that. It's just like the espresso with like a little bit of milk, but it really just tastes like a sour, weird thing. Is grinding your own beans essential? Uh, yes. If you're, like, interested in coffee, as fresh as possible, the way that coffee works is, like, it's always shooting off gas, like, CO2 gas, and losing flavor. Um, there's kind of, like, a bell curve of a sweet spot where if it hasn't let off, let off enough gas, the coffee's going to be really weird when you first brew it. But it's kind of always just losing flavor as it sits. And once it's ground, there's just so much more surface area to lose this flavor. So... You know, like if you're grinding it and then consuming it within the next day, it's kind of okay. But really, like it's a sharp fall off after that. For espresso and stuff, because the grind is so fine, I wouldn't recommend buying, like ever, like pre-ground beans. You know, just yeah, grind it at home. Even if your grinder's kind of bad, like it's definitely always going to turn out better than than not. Uh huh. Go to coffee machine. Oh, there's so many. They use at home. Some Aeropress. (laughs) It's the best. Yeah. I think so. It's like. It's not a machine, like, it's just you pour boiling water into this thing and it makes, like, a little immersion brew. It's like a French press, but tiny and... Is that what you use? That's what I used to use a lot, but then I gave it to to my roommate at the time because he liked using it. It It's, like, it's like foolproof almost. Like, you can... There's, like, all these parameters to make, like, a nice sort of extracted, like, good cup of coffee, but for some reason, with this thing, the rules are just, like, broken almost. It's, it's like, you can leave... You can forget about it for, like, ten minutes and come back and have a fine cup of coffee sitting in there. Well, thank you so much for sharing <laughs> all of this with us and talking about the you know, the other side of working at a coffee shop and what we don't see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope it was uh, like interesting stuff. I don't know. It was great to be here. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Everyone said thank you. That's perfect. That's all you can ask. <laughs>